0: Welcome back, nerds and geeks, to Azeroth Coast to Coast. I'm Chris, I'm your host this week, while Gavril is out setting fire to mailboxes all across the United States. Joining me as always, my good buddy Kevin. Hello. So last time we did a show, which was a good wee while ago, uh, we spoke about patch 8.1 and the patch Q&A that Blizzard released. This week we are back with a new year and a new patch. Uh, We will be talking about the 815 PTR as our main topic, as well as breaking down some WoW and Activision Blizzard news that's came out over the holiday break. New year, same mess. Let's sift through this shitstorm. 30. Hello. You have a good holiday break?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that I got sick and I'm now just starting to come out of it. Yeah, everything's been wonderful. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I usually get
0: sick over Christmas, but it, it skipped me over Christmas and was really bad after the new year. Well, that sucked.
1: Yeah. That's... Well... <clears throat> I mean, we the, didn't
0: record last week. We were going to record
1: last week, but yeah, we, were we were all sick. <laughs> we were both fucking dying. Um,
0: yep. Man flu head us bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, picture, you know, traveling back to your parents' house, taking a long flight, finally getting there, sitting down. And then as soon as you sit down, your mother starts coughing and sneezing and blowing shit out of her nose. And it's like, oh, well, you're sick. And now I get to get sick, too. Great. So, yeah, I ended up... Um, being sick for like over a week and I don't know sucks. It does suck. It does suck. It wasn't a fun new
0: year. I don't remember a lot of new year to be fair.
1: Yeah. Um, but it let's was move fun. past it. <laughs> it's <Okay>. now 2019. <laughs> let's talk about what you've been doing since the last episode. Um, getting really drawn into path of exiles actually. And I mm-hmm. know it's not, wizard related but that game is fun as fuck and i haven't gotten to scratch the diablo 3 itch in a long time so um it's it's really been what i've been looking for in a diablo like game that doesn't require you to wear a set and use a cookie cutter build that everybody else is using so um i really enjoy it good what about mm. what else um we did some old pandaren raids i did like half of two raid nights and ended up like getting sick and wanting to sit down and like bailing out halfway through raids. so um and we had some people who couldn't figure out how to unequip gear before doing an old raid so we failed a few of the achievements and it, it was He's just not generally at all no no um but yeah, it was it was fine. I'd categorize it as fine.
0: Okay. Fine
1: is good though. Fine is good. Mhm. What about you?
0: Um what have I done? I've done a l- I've been working throughout the holiday. Um I've been drinking a copious amount of booze throughout the holiday. Plus the reason not remembering uh New Year's. Uh <laughs> I did cap out my priests on my on the US account so I could play with you guys again. Um, yay. Yay. I've been playing a lot of Hots because I fucking love Heroes. Heroes is great. I love it. So much fun. And Gavril killed another one of my D&D characters. That was fun. Nice. Literally decapitated it and the other party found them decapitated.
1: I have one nerdy question about Hots. Okay. Changing the experience so that you don't get experience from killing forts, how does that feel?
0: It feels the exact same as it did.
1: Okay. I wanted to see if there was a noticeable change.
0: Literally doesn't feel any different. Well, we played it at BlizzCon and we didn't notice it.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that version was already switched.
0: That version had all the changes added. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so why don't you jump into player feedback? Player feedback? Listener feedback. (laughs)
1: Listener feedback, starting with Arlie82. She says... Uh, swing cat doesn't know the difference between foxes and dogs. (coughs) I still sick, By the way, I, I tend to disagree. Um, I do know the difference between a fox and a dog. I, if that wasn't clear on a previous episode, I apologize. Um, her next statement says also an example of the community, not feeling listened to myself and others were posting back in alpha and beta about issues with guardian druids and thoughts on how to fix it, but they never got a response at all. There was a response to a person who felt violated by party members hopping on them in stag form, but not a single response to any constructive criticism that was offered about Guardian Druids. So now many of them have re-rolled to different specs. Hmm. Not
0: wrong. Like, we had a Guardian Druid for the longest time. He doesn't play Guardian anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think people are always going to feel like if they don't get a blue post that they're not getting listened to, but when there's a lot of people making the same sort of feedback, you would think that Blizzard would take it seriously and determine if there's something they can change there. I Um, think
0: it also doesn't help when when the constructive criticism posts aren't getting responded to, but posts about stupid things like oh there are people jumping on my stag form gets a blue response
1: i feel violated
0: that's not exactly helping the whole situation of the community feeling like they are not being listened to
1: because the community is being listened to just not the right stuff (laughs) it's
0: it's frustrating Uh, it's just not it's not great
1: yeah, be pointing finger, out Blizzard. that this f- feedback might be from several episodes ago, but... Um, this feedback
0: is from the last episode, actually, because we had a show prepared that we didn't get to do. So this is from the last episode. It's just from, like, the middle of
1: December. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, we, we will still review it. Um, yes,
0: because we people gave us their opinions, we should respond to it.
1: Ugh. All right, moving on to Discord feedback. Um, Chris erased all of my highlighted notes on this, so we'll just read it out. I
0: didn't actually.
1: Where'd it go? Okay. All right. uh, Wooly Ram wrote us in regards to episode 85. um, He said that Blizzard is and will be bad at communication because they don't want to talk to us. The reason for this is up for debate, but it should be evident by now that they don't want to talk to us. Hmm. I mean, I, I think mean, they do want to talk to us. I mean, they do the Q&As.
0: <laughs> I mean, the Q&As aren't exactly the best form of communication. There's what what I actually think they need to go back to is you won't remember this, Kevin. Back when Ghostcrawler was the lead developer and all that, they did something called the Dev Watercoolers. Now they still do them nowadays, but they're nowhere near as in depth and nowhere near as um orientated on a single thing. um, I would like to see them go back to do those because it did those did actually open a dialogue. Those that actually say, okay, this is what they're doing. this is their thought process behind it. This is what the results they're hoping for. Give us a dialogue. We did and we gave them a dialogue and we did get a lot of good things out of stuff like that. But the Q and a is just they're having to come up with these responses. And it's not, they're not able to really give a fully thought-out answer to it like they could with those dev water coolers. I think if we go back to that kind of a you know, layout and a discussion point, it would give us a lot better criticism, a lot better feedback. Yeah. It's just an easier point for us to just, okay, that's what we've read through this, this is what their thought process, this is what they're wanting to do, this is what they hope it does... Okay, let's let's give our opinions on this. But we need them to go back to that kind of format to do that.
1: Why can't they just have actual conversations with us? Like, I mean, every single blue post gets meticulously tracked and, you know, categorized on something like WoWhead because, you know, we're you know we're looking for the opportunity to talk to them and to hear official word from from Blizzard about stuff and it's just like you know instead of these pre-canned Q&A nonsense things why can't we actually have you know them talking to us in a you know actual room or you know
0: because a, that would be kind of difficult
1: i know there's uh, thousands of players but you know if they had Topic-based discussions. I don't know.
0: That's what I'm talking about with the water, with the what, with the, with the dev water yeah. coolers. It's,
1: that would it, be it
0: allowed them to focus. They allowed them to focus on something, a singular topic that they could give their opinions. Mm-hmm. They could give their thought process. They could give why they're doing it. But because it's the Q and A, they need to get through as many questions as they want to get through. They need to be short and succinct. It's yeah. not a great way to pass on information and to allow us to give feedback on it it's not a great way to do it
1: yeah and they'll probably say oh well that's what forums are for and we read the forums but if they're not responding to the forum posts, how do we know that they're reading it what we're not getting any feedback that they're interacting with us on those threads and especially something like what Arlie said about you know not getting listened to on actual constructive discussions that, you know, feels even worse. All right, let's let's move on to his second point, which was about BFA Dungeons. His has his problem about BFA dungeons is they don't feel like they're actually locations in Azeroth. They're obstacle courses designed to be fun detecting removal blizzbots.
0: I mean, I'll agree with that to some of the dungeons.
1: I think some make a lot of sense, like uh, King's Rest, for King's example. Re- I,
0: I think Toldazar tro- and King's Rest fit really well. Battle for uh, a Siege of Boralus was really fucking good. Um, the um, Motherlord's really good.
1: The one that I think doesn't fit opinion. is um, Toldegar. The prison one.
0: That one is very just a follow the path and it's kind of, and things are set up weird to let you like pull everything in one. Go- that one I don't like. I don't like that dungeon. I hate that dungeon.
1: Blech. It's kind of annoying. But it's like, oh, well, here's a prison island in the middle of nowhere and here's a random prison on it and you have to go through it. I don't know.
0: I mean, I understand what you're saying for some, for definitely definitely for some of the dungeons. But I. What about Freehold? Say- Freehold, it, it is literally an open world map. I mean, I completely I disagree kind of like with Freehold. That. I like Freehold. I think Freehold's a very good dungeon. I wouldn't put it up there as like my top three or top five, but it's definitely a good dungeon. Maybe and I would put
1: the, the flight point freehold to actually enter the freehold dungeon.
0: No. In no, hindsight. I, definitely, I I wouldn't do that because the flight the flight <laughs> point is literally there for the freehold instance. Like, maybe 30 yards away from it.
1: I know, still. It's confusing to some.
0: No, because the Freehold flight path goes to the open-world Freehold area.
1: Still confusing.
0: No, because it's literally on your map, Kevin, where the Freehold entrance is.
1: Moving on to his next point, <laughs> there is there is no, quote, the community of WoW. Um, WoW alone in its current and diminished state is large enough to hold tens of thousands of communities with varying degrees of interest skill investment focus and speaking about the community is a fundamental fallacy chris your opinion
0: i mean i get what he's saying in regards to there being multiple little communities with multiple like millions of communities within wow itself that have different drives different thoughts different opinions but we're still a part of the overarching WoW community. I mean, I'm Scottish, but I would consider myself completely different from other people in Scotland, but I'm still part of like the overall Scottish community. I'm Scottish, but I, I'm a part of a smaller subgroup of Scots. Yeah, it's- the
1: community is the people who play the game, and I understand there's multiple types of communities within WoW because... You know, some people are Mythic Raiders, some people do pet battles, some people do Auction House, nonsense. But at the end of the day,
0: we're all still WoW players.
1: Yes, we are all playing the WoWs. And it's going to take opinions from multiple different types of communities to improve the game, in my opinion. I mean, like, yeah, you can't, I think in the past we've gone from like, Okay, they're spending a lot of time trying to tune the game for like a mythic raid versus other groups of people who play the game more casually. So, yeah, I mean, the problem that they have to face is making sure that the game is fun for all of those communities and making sure there's yeah. content for all those communities.
0: Yeah, which is a which is a hard thing to do because, you know, WoW is what's called a theme park MMO. It's not just focused on yeah. one thing. It's focused on PvP, PvE, uh, RP, story, lore, whereas you look something like Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. It focuses primarily on PvE content. It has a small PvP section and a small PvP um, community, but it is primarily focused around PvE and the story. WoW tries its hardest to do everything.
1: And they have statistics on who does what that you know, I'm sure that they are keeping track of and, you know, they have to focus on what majority of people are like, how I think this is going is they're looking and saying, okay, well, 80% of the community or 80% of the players who play Warcraft are doing these things and they're focusing their efforts in those areas For the 20%, you know, the non 80%, they are doing things for those people and for those communities as well, but it's just never going to be on the same level as I mean, what the majority of players are doing.
0: I mean, the majority of players, the vast majority of players, PvE players specifically, because that's a PvE thing, are never going to see Mythic end-expansion boss, ex- end boss. The vast majority will not, and that is a fact. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they aren't going to design this content for those people because that community the mythic grading community relies on having that kind of a content because it's what they enjoy it's what they thrive on now for me i used to be that i used to be that guy not anymore don't ever want to go back to that too stressful too too time consuming um, so
1: i mean the f- the fact that they're doing anything for those people is a miracle honestly like, no, how many games disagree. would actually do that
0: I completely disagree that it's a miracle. I think it is easy. I think if you do not cater, if you do. So here's the way that I see that the game needs to be designed. It needs to be designed for the vast majority of the people, which is in this case, and I hate using this word, but it is a fact, the casual player. Someone who jumps in and plays the game when they can. The vast majority of WoW's player base is casual. And I hate using that word because it has so many bad connotations to it. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I consider myself a casual player. I mean, I wouldn't say, like, I sit down and play, like, a couple hours a week. I play a lot more than that. But I'm so casual. I'm not a Mythic Raider anymore. Um, But if they do not play to the Mythic crowd as well, at least giving them a good chunk of content, there's going to be hell to play. Hell to pay in this game. (laughs) Because the Mythic community brings in so many people. It's from their Twitch streams, from their YouTube's, from uh, interviews that they do with things like um, Kotaku and all that. The Mythic community is Wow's essentially f- um, free advertising. Uh, if they didn't create content for these people to do and to stream and to make videos about, it would, it would. To get rid of that free advertising essentially it would just turn into a casual P- a casual PvE PvP game that will eventually just wean itself out they need their mythic community and they need them to be happy
1: yeah and why I'm calling this a miracle is because there's a lot of games that only cater to the casual and the fringe groups or the fringe communities that play the game are never catered to at all you know like the fact that we've got, you know, uh pet battle dungeons and mythic pl- you know, mythic rating. I mean, that's that's great. I mean, I'm glad that they spend the time and and they add content for people who I'm sure is not in the vast majority of the, you know, casual player base.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, yes, there are multiple communities within the overarching community of players that play world of warcraft um all right moving on to the next point battle for azeroth plays like beta for legion we have all the same systems but lesser in every way an artifact that has no abilities legendaries and tier sets and mer and merged are merged and feel less effective and while post cap quests exist it is drastically less interesting than the suramar campaign
0: I 100% agree. Battle for Azeroth in its current state, um, less so with some of the changes that came in at 8.1, but s- still not perfect, still feels like a beta. It still feels like um, there's class design that's been completely missed out, it still feels like that they are still iterating on the art- Azerite and the uh, art- um, the AP system I hate the fact that I'm going to say this, but I miss my tier set. I fucking miss tier sets, because when it comes to raiding, there is nothing to do after you kill that last boss, because gearing is not an issue anymore, because you're not looking for tier sets, you're looking for Azerite pieces, and most of them are annoying as fuck anyway, so casual people don't really give a damn what they have. I miss my tier set. Um And it, I will disagree that it's dras- dramatically less interesting for the level cap questing. I still think the war campaign is interesting. I don't think it's very well written, but I'm very interested to see where they go with it.
1: Well, it's but not I just the war campaign, it's Remarkable. also like the Jaina quest line.
0: I haven't done the Jaina quest line. I have done the Horde version, which is the Rastakan quest line, and that one was actually very interesting. I haven't done the Jaina one yet.
1: I think that is their Suramar quest line in BFA. I would agree. Comparing that that's it to the War Campaign, I don't think. Yeah, is no, the I would same. I would
0: agree. The Rastakan and the Jaina questline line are more along the lines of the Suramar stuff, whereas you've got the War Campaign, which is more along the lines of the class order hall quests.
1: The, the only thing I find annoying about them is having to do a dungeon in the middle of the quest line to continue the quest line.
0: As a healer th- and or tank,
1: that doesn't bother me because I get insta cues anyway. True, but it's just like, <laughs> oh, now I have to do a dungeon.
0: Yeah, Which I'll just um, do it on Mythic and get some random gear. Yeah. Let's I enchant mean, that, th- bitch. The point,
1: the point that you made about the not having the tier sets, the part that bothers me is like... Um, if I, I like not having to get a tier set because I can just use whatever drops instead of like, Oh, I already have a tier piece in that slot. So I can't use it. If something's better, I can just equip it, but it makes finding the, um, appearance for that raid tier very difficult. Like I had no idea, like I had any of the appearance pieces because typically you just get the tier pieces, which are the appearance pieces. And it's like, Oh, cool. So I think that's got to Change some a little bit.
0: I just, once we killed um, Gahun, there was no motivation to continue raiding because we didn't have to cl- mm-hmm. complete our tier sets. We didn't have to complete a legendary. We didn't have to do anything after we killed Gahun because we were already more than geared enough to enter the next raid by the time we killed Gahun. So we didn't need to keep going. A tier set would have given us that motivation to keep going and do more raids to fill out that tier set to give us an even bigger advantage when we go into Desire lore.
1: Yeah, I felt like it was more linear of a progression for this raid tier. It was just like we slowly got better and better and better until we could kill the end boss, which, you know, I don't think is a bad thing. But yeah, once you kill that end boss, it's just like, who who cares like we did it once because somebody didn't get the achievement but that was it
0: and you have shout outs that you like to do because you're a crazy man
1: this week we had canada topping the list canada has moved ahead in the first position of the top listening country uh the us uk germany and ireland shout outs to those countries (laughs) shout outs to the listeners in those countries get your friends to listen and move your country to the top of the list
0: i don't know why he does
1: this but he does it he enjoys it so you know we let him do it
0: okay
1: we're (laughs) an international show chris we need to Uh highlight this fact uh okay this week in in blizzard (laughs)
0: um so we're going to talk about very briefly what's what's happening this week in blizzard because we're Already quite a bit into the show with all the feedback. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, very quickly for World of Warcraft, Battle of Desaralor is coming out soon. It launches uh, in the US on the 22nd of, J- of January, 23rd in Europe, and 24th in Asia. Um, the Battle of Desira Lore is a nine-boss raid with all four difficulties, Raid Finder, Normal, Heroic, and Mythic. Uh, and the minimum Raid Finder eye level will be 350. The Raid Finder, uh the schedule for unlock uh you'll get the normal and heroic on the days I mentioned previously. Mythic will then come out the following week with with LFR Wing one. Um LFR Wing two will come out uh in the US February twelfth, uh following the next two days for Europe and Asia. And then February twenty sixth we'll get wing three um following on the on the twenty sixth following with the next two days for Europe and Asia, respectively. Um, it's this does this release does not include the second raid that is in eight point one, which is the crucible. Uh, that won't be available until for the future. That's coming out, and it, it looks like it's going to be more of a connection raid to the eight point two content. Um. But yeah, I'm very excited for this raid. I love what they're doing with it. It's it's actually being a faction based story where, although we're getting similar or the same bosses, it is a f- complete representation of the faction war for the Alliance and the Horde. First time they've really, really done it in a raid where it's been the entire focus of a raid, just being the faction war. Woohoo! Woohoo! And I'm very stoked for the last boss. There's some interesting mechanics there. So fucking excited.
1: <laughs> Don't spoil it. I
0: didn't say who it was. I just said I'm excited. Okay. And moving on to Diablo. Uh, we've got the Darkening of Tristram, which will return January. Which is already returned, sorry. it, retur- it retur- It's already active. Um, and will be lasting through to the 31st of January. Um, Darkening of Tristram is the... Uh, brain is failing on me, sorry can't do words, uh, Dark Knight of is where you can go back and do the retro version of the uh that Diablo game in Diablo 3 it's got its, um, there's got some act awesome, Act 1, right uh, I believe it's the entirety of the original Diablo game, isn't it? I
1: think it's just Act 1, but I'm not sure it's some of the old diablo game.
0: Yeah. You get to go kill the butcher. <laughs> I know that much.
1: Yeah. Um and get some rewards.
0: Yeah, there's some awesome loot. There's some um interesting butcher things. Pet. Butcher pet is really cool. I do like the butcher pet. You've got some new uh, frames. The frames and banners and it, it, uh, I like the darkening of trust. I jump in and I play it. Yep. I will jump in and play it because I do. i I miss I missed playing a good Diablo game. I got to the point, Kevin, where I've actually bought it on Switch so I can play it again, and it being all new I and I started
1: a character on Switch. I need, need to get your info.
0: I need to get your info.
1: We're friends on Switch.
0: We are. We can play
1: mm-hmm. it. <sniffs> Woohoo! Woo! Which I'll probably never do, since I'm in Path of Exiles. Not my problem.
0: Uh, But yeah, Darkening of Tractum is live. It'll be live until the thirty first. You talk about this one.
1: This is yours. All right. (laughs) Overwatch has something called the Basset. Am I saying that right? Basset challenge. Um, you play something as Anna. Is this like a single player thing? It's very difficult to understand based on what's here. A short story beset into the game with story-inspired content available for a time to unlock. So if you play this mode or game and win nine times, you can get an epic skin that turns you into a like an Anna cat.
0: So Almost. from now until January 21st, players will be able to undertake a special tr- uh, trial and to earn five sprays, a player icon, a victory pose, and an epic beset Anna skin far as i know you just uh you okay so to get the player icons you win three games To get the victory pose you win six games total and then to get the skin you have to win nine games total so just play the game Mm-hmm. or you- there's also stuff for the there's also stuff for twitch oh nice sorry i got excited because i saw so twitch stuff
1: if you <laughs> watch streamers for two hours you can get One spray, if you watch for four hours, you can get two additional sprays. You watch for six hours, and you get two additional sprays. And they have a list of streamers that we'll link to that you have to watch on certain days. And watching for a total of six hours or putting it on on your computer and walking away, (laughs) which (laughs) I think most people do, uh, you can get some sprays. So AFK watch six hours of streams and get six sprays.
0: As an as, as other point, uh, until the 21st of January, if you buy $20 or more of select Overwatch products from the Blizzard store, you will receive a free Anna Funko Pop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's she's kind of
1: adorbs. An, there's also an Anna comic that's available. There
0: is an Anna comic that's available, and that is free, Ooh. isn't
1: it? It's by Michael Chu, too, who is a known comic book writer. I've actually mm. read some of his stuff before. Nice. Interesting. Okay, cool. Moving on from that to Blizzard and, uh, or actually, Act- Bungie splitting up from Activision and acquiring the rights to Destiny.
0: Yes, this is uh, pretty big for Bungie. Um, when they first made Destiny eight years ago, they had they they had to really partner with Activision because they didn't really they weren't large enough to do it. Um, to publish a game as as um, as big and as ambitious as Destiny, but with Destiny being a success and Destiny Two being a relative success, they have more than they have been more than able to break away from their partnership with Activision and focus on developing their uh, the products on their own. And this also allows Activision to increase their focus on their own IPs. Um, uh, Bungie, Bungie released a statement on their website saying, "We've enjoyed a successful eight-year run and would love to like to thank Activision for their partnership on Destiny. Looking ahead, we're excited to announce plans for Activision to transfer publishing rights for Destiny to Bungie. Uh, with our remarkable Destiny community, we are ready to publish our own on our own, while Activision will increase their focus on their own IP projects. Um, and as far as we are aware, as far as far as they could, as far as they have led us to believe that." Uh, Destiny 2 will remain on the Battle.net launcher and will remain completely unappeated by this transfer. Um, the planned transition process is already underway and e- in its early stages with Bungie and Activision both committing to making sure the handoff is as seamless as possible. So for you Destiny players, do not worry. Destiny 2 will still remain on the Battle.net launcher and will still have complete support um, from the Battle.net team as well as Bungie themselves and Activision.
1: So link to one of the various articles on this subject uh, from Polygon will be in our show notes.
0: Yes, but seriously, good on Bungie. Good on Bungie for being able to, for making the games as successful as they were and being able to build themselves to the point where they can break off and do it themselves. Good on them.
1: And I hope that the game gets better, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if they were as encumbered as Blizzard seems to currently be by Activision.
0: Yeah, we're not we're we're trying to avoid the Activision Blizzard drama. So but no, I agree. <laughs> yep. Uh let's go to our main topic, shall we? We shall. We are going to be talking about the 815 PTR, which has a decent amount of content um, for people, most of it being side content as well as some introduction of some well expected allied races so
1: So, if i wanted to could i jump onto ptr to today you can play
0: you can play 815 right now you have to all you have to do is swap your battle net launcher to the ptr setting and download that uh, client
1: nice
0: uh first off big one called and zandalari are on the ptr available for testing Uh, These Andalari, Ancleteer, and Rachel's are both available for you, are are all available for for you to have a look at. Now, very quickly, before we continue, please bear in mind that everything we're about to talk about is tentative and subject to change as it is a PTR build. Um, We cannot promise you that everything we're about to say will be what goes live. Very unlikely Mm -hmm. that it will all go live because there's some fucking crazy shit here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, first off, let's very quickly talk about some of the more interesting racial?s For the Cultirian humans and Sandalari trolls. Um, let's let's just do the let's just do the nuts ones just right out the bat. Um, Sandalari trolls regeneration uh, regenerate twenty five percent of your maximum health every one second. Lasts for four seconds on a one point five minute cooldown.
1: And supposedly non interruptible.
0: No, it is now interruptible. They have since done a on the ptr where you hit the you you hit them and it stops okay so you do damage to them and it
1: stops (laughs) but it's still a four second full heal
0: it does 100% heal you if you're able to get that four second off
1: yes well okay yeah kind of nuts kind of (laughs) broken
0: (laughs) uh-huh um but again values aren't final Still still being spoken about. Still being spoken about. Um, embrace the lower. Not finalized, hopefully. Um, there are six different embrace uh, abilities that come within this one racial trait. You've got one that affects your healing, one that affects your damage, one that affects movement speed, one that affects affects bleed damage, one that affects um one that gives you health and armor, one that increases your critical strike. And they're all passive.
1: I mean, this seems like far more broken than uh gnome's ability to get 1% more haste or to break out of a root.
0: Oh, and as a point, you can swap the you can swap around these around. Like if you for like at some point if you say, okay, at this point in the fight, I need that healing. Let's have the healing up. Oh, okay, don't need the healing. Let's get the movement speed because I need to run around in a second. You can do that. You can do that. It's it's kinda crazy. <laughs> I mean it's very hot it's so very much Zandalari. <laughs> like it feels very themed around the Zandalari perfectly, but that shit is strong.
1: <laughs> okay, so you can <laughs> read through all of these on your own. Um the looking cult- at Cultiran oh, Human, you want to yeah. do some of those? Um they're not
0: see here's the thing, the cuterian human ones actually look reasonable.
1: I mean the Haymaker one where you can stun something for three seconds is pretty crazy every two and a half minutes.
0: It's 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 um Muriden's Haymaker ability from heroes. It's literally Muraden's Haymaker, because you knock them back substantially. <laughs> <laughs> so it is literally Muradin's ultimate from Heroes oh, of the man. Storm. That's funny. Um but. As a reasonable thing, it is on a 2.5 minute cooldown. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of makes it okay because it's on such a long cooldown. These the Caltirium ones, they could go live and we'd be happy with them. They could go live tomorrow and we'd be happy with them because they're reasonable. They're not overpowered. You get a little bit of versatility, some healing. Um you're Breath, you can hold your breath longer and swim faster. That makes sense for a Katerina. You're a child of the sea. Um, it makes them, they're, they're fine, they can go live tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, these seem like they're better than typical racials of other races. I mean,
0: I would disagree. I mean, Torrens have a stun that's on a similar cooldown to Haymaker.
1: Hmm okay anyway um yeah so chris how do i unlock these new people
0: i'm glad you asked that because it's actually really easy um all you have to be all you have to do is be uh exalted for the zandalari trolls just be exalted with the zandalari empire you have completed the quest zandalari forever as well as completed the tide of vengeance war campaign which isn't available in game yet but as it comes closer to the release date of these you would have been able to complete it so almost everything you can do to unlock these you can do right now and it's the exact same with the cult and humans you get exalted with the proud proud more admiral say, and you complete a nation united as well as the tides of vengeance uh war campaign for the alliance pretty easy once they go live, which will be with 815, all you have to do is do the opening scenario the uh unlock scenario, which will be about 15 20 minutes, as it has been for all of the previous Allied races.
1: Very nice. Um <clears throat> and when I unlock these, I'm assuming that I have to level them from one in order to get the heritage armor like the other.
0: Yes, you will have to unlock the you have to unlock them and level them from 20 because all allied races start level 20. That's right. As you have to level them from 20 to level cap to unlock the heritage armor. Yes.
1: Cool. And there's also links in the show notes to see what that looks like. Looks like you get some kind of a cool sailor hat uh, for Colterran, and yeah. Zandalari is like similar to other. Sets that you find in Zandalar. The
0: Cultiran yeah. human set is fucking amazing.
1: That, that coat, that trench coat is just gorgeous. I want it. Fucking amazing. I think it's slight, it's a little. Dude,
0: that much. trench coat, you cannot deny it is amazing.
1: <clears throat> it's, it's okay.
0: I want the trench coat. I want it on all of my races.
1: I like the hat. I would rather have the hat, honestly.
0: One thing I will say hat. about cultirian humans, I'm kinda disappointed. We, I've got the thick boys. We don't got the thin boys.
1: <laughs> this is a sturdy race.
0: Yeah, but we've got the thin boys running around, and cultirus, where the thin boys is playable.
1: Pick a normal human.
0: <laughs> normal humans are still beefy as fuck. They look weird as casters.
1: Sorry, <laughs> look you can so have a beefy caster now.
0: They look so weird as casters. Um right. uh, There's Zandalari. also there's
1: there also them? a new Xanaduari Paladin mount specific for paladins. Why do paladins get their own mount?
0: Because paladins are badass. To deal with
1: this, okay. uh,
0: at level at level twenty, paladins have always um. Back in the day, back in my day, uh, paladins and warlocks uh, had racial uh, had class mounts that they could unlock at level forty and sixty. Back in the day, um, with giant quest chains that were very expensive, they worked out about the same cost as unlocking normal, you know, riding at that point. But uh, now that that's gone, they just get these mounts, and they look awesome. They look really, really cool.
1: It's just—it's just so the just thing that they have. They released the Zandalari Paladin class mount, which looks like a Triceratops with armor.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. I love the—I love the the dinosaur theme around Zandalari.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's so cool. I would totally ride this. Yegedy. <laughs> but there's no way for us to have this, right? This is only for paladins.
0: Only for paladins. So you have to be a paladin.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: I'm excited um,
1: in, for the next one. In uh, 8.1.5, there's also some changes or additions for Brawler's Guild. Is that correct?
0: For the fact that it's coming back. Brawler's Guild will be back for uh, its um, Battle for Azeroth season. Yay. Um, people who are unaware of what Brawler's Guild is, it was introduced back in Mists Pandaria. You get some, it's essentially one on, it's, it's solo PvE content that you get to do. You can do it with people, you'll do it with other players watching. Typically it is invitation only, i.e. you have to go out and find an invitation. If you do find an invitation once you get in and you progress through the Brawler's Guild, you can give out an invitation to your friend. Um, There is an alliance and a horde uh, transmog set that will be available for this tier. There will be a Brawler's Guild mount, the lovable Bruce, who's one of the bosses from previous Brawler's Guild seasons. Um, and we'll be getting new bosses, we'll be getting return of some of the old bosses with tweaked mechanics. I love the Brawler's Guild. I'm excited to see it come back.
1: I didn't actually play it when it came out in Legion.
0: You have made Um, mistakes.
1: (laughs) I know. And it turns off, right? Like, you can't do it. It turns off with the pre-patch. Okay. Yeah, so you'll be able to get some new Transmog sets, and you'll be able to get Bruce, Bruce
0: which is, is a, rideable
1: co- <laughs> a rideable crocodile.
0: A <laughs> rideable co- <yes>, crocodile.
1: Yeah, <laughs> crocodile. Crocodile. Oh my! God. I don't know if it's an alligator or a crocodile. It's a rideable honestly. crocodile. <laughs> it's now a crocodile. <laughs> All right, um, get on it, lizard. Yeah, so definitely check out Brawler's Guild. Um, The next item I'll spend some time talking about is the tools of the trade. So with 815, there's going to be profession-specific items that you can get, which will allow you to craft specific items for that profession. And from what we know, there is going to be some sort of a quest line or something that's going to unlock these items for you and each profession is going to get something. Um, I was looking at the engineering one, which is called the Uber Spanner, which allows you to create Uber constructs, um, including a like a pet mount or something. It's either a pet, it's not a mount, it's like a pet or a battle pet, uh, and it's like a robotic dog, basically. Uh, so yeah, there's that, and there's a bunch of other ones here. Um, what we know so far is the name of them, their model, what they can make. But a lot of the details around what they can make seems to be not quite there yet. Um, Chris, what what did you like about this?
0: Um, I'm not really a profession guy. That's the problem. Um, I, I, mm. What I find is a little interesting, especially the inscription one. Uh, it, just from just from a lore standpoint, I find it interesting. It's the Sanguine Feather Quill of Lanathil, especially with what we've been seeing from the Horde. Um, well, not actually not even from the Horde War Campaign, from the Alliance War Campaign, because the Horde barely know about this. By the way, just to point that out, um, that the Sanglane are around quite a bit. Um, which, as a point, the fact that the Sanglane are supposed to be a you know, becoming part of the horde for this campaign. But the horde player doesn't actually know jack shit about it. Kind of annoying. I didn't know about it until I played Alliance with you. Huh. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it either.
0: You've done the war campaign, Kevin.
1: I didn't pay too much attention to that. (sighs) So, um check out the tools of the trade it looks interesting and hopefully we'll know more about what they can actually make and what those things do soon because i might do that because i am a big professions guy unlike crush
0: um the next one uh should be near and dear to everyone's nerdy little hearts um as people are very much aware, at the very end of 2018 we lost the co-creator of some of our most beloved characters from Marvel Comics, the great Stan Lee. Um, Blizzard has created a in-game character uh, to pay homage to this great creator. Um, you can find Stan Lee walking around Stormwind uh, with uh, an uh, Alliance uh, regalia on. And the best part about it is that this model is literally designed to look the spitting image of Stan Lee. It's not just a random character that they've just put the name Stan Lee above. It, they've given him the glasses, they've given him a mustache. It is They have literally made Stan Lee for World of Warcraft.
1: Yeah, it looks good. It's a classy move by Blizzard. And... um.
0: Oh, thank you, Blizzard. His, his, his NPC also exclaims Excelsior.
1: I hope they do something with him. Like, um, you know, maybe he's involved in a quest or something like that. I Here's the
0: thing. I think that I, I love the fact that they've put this character in, and I love the fact that it is such a, a beautiful tribute. They should never have him involved in any questlines. He should be okay. what he is. He should be Stanley, cr- co-creator of some of the best Marvel characters ever, such as Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, X-Men, and he should stay what he is. He should not become a part of Warcraft lore. He should just be what he is.
1: Okay. Um, <clears throat> Chris, what about these new portal rooms that are opening up? I, I love the fact that we're getting these portal rooms. I hate the fact that we're getting
0: these photo rooms because that does kind of just say, "Oh God, we're still gonna have to use loading screens for every fucking thing." I, do you remember back in the day where, like, loading screens you never saw them in Warcraft? Nope. Oh yeah, you're a war, you're a warlord's baby. God damn it. <laughs> Where's Gavril? Um, I I think it's great that these are created because because you are traveling around so much nowadays. Um, it, it is very, very helpful. Um, for reference of what is actually available in these portal rooms, for the Stormwind one, you will get access to Stormshield, which is an ashram, Baralis, uh, Azuna, uh Dalaran, Exodar, Sh- uh, Shatrath, and uh, Podon Village uh, for the Jade Forest. For the Horde portal rooms, you will have Silvermoon City, Shattrath, Uh, Warspear in Ashram, uh, Azuna, uh, Lore, Honeydew Village in Jade Forest, and Northrend Dalaran. Uh, By the way, just to clarify, the Dalaran that I mentioned for Stormwind is also Northrend Dalaran. Um, The Alliance portal in Stormwind is located in the Mage Tower, back where the old portal room used to be. So, um, if you as you go upstairs, you go through the portal. Portal room! Yay! Um, and for Horde Portals, it is located in the gates of Orgmar, just before you enter the inner city.
1: Cool. I look forward to portaling.
0: I look forward to portaling. I have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were promised back at BlizzCon some beautiful facelifts for two of the best battlegrounds blizzards have done. Well, at least, in my opinion. Uh, Warsong Gulch and Arathi Highlands, I've got that facelift, finally. And oh my god, they look amazing. <laughs> they look beautiful. Uh, 100%, you need to jump on the PTR and jump into these battlegrounds because they look great. You, you, Rather than doing PvP, you'll just want to run around and just look at it. I love I love when they do this. Give old things a bit of a facelift to bring it up to the modern standard of their graphics. They need to do that with certain other things. <coughs> Outland, I'm looking at you.
1: Okay. And the next item is actually near and dear to your heart and has something to do with hunters. Yes, Beastmaster Hunters, my brothers, rejoice.
0: Uh, Harry, our beloved artifact pet, is returning to us. Uh, I'm not going to go into details on what's happening with the story aspect of it, but um, let's just say once you get through the questline, you will be able to tame Harry as a reward. Um, so for people who are completely b- b- baffled by what I'm talking about and have no clue what's going on, Back in Legion, uh, Hunter, BM Hunter specifically got their artifact called Titan Strike. It was a gun given to you by Thorum, um, and within it was Hattie, Thorum's um, own beast, a spirit beast pet. And it was your pet plus Hattie when you were doing stuff, all the time, for the entirety of Legion. Um, and then when we gave up the artifacts, she was gone. And I was sad. I was very sad. Um, but you can now. There is now a way to get her back. So rejoice, people!
1: And are they bringing back the artifact? Uh, weapon for for shadow, uh, priests too. Spoilers.
0: <laughs> that was very reverse song of me. Sorry. Um, they are, but there is a significant few things that they're going into that. So for people who are aware of the shadow priest artifact um, Zalatath, they are bringing it back for a significant story uh, purpose within the expansion. I'm not going to go into detail on what that is, but it is freaking huge. So, look forward to that. It is freaking huge. (laughs) Interesting
1: um are there any final bits and bobs that we needed to talk about for the patch uh
0: there are some there there there's some class changes nothing overarching that there should have been i'm looking at enhancement shaman to your blizzard get on it um (laughs) but the highlights really include a buff to uh demon armor for warlocks um specifically for the uh, Affliction and Destruction spec. Uh, it's the armor has been increased up to two hundred and seventy-five percent, up from one hundred and twenty-five percent. Frost mages got a spell power increase to their Frozen Orb, and uh, the other major one was the nerf to Necrotic Strike for Unholy Death Knights. Uh, it was nerfed from eight percent down to seven percent of healing absorption.
1: It it doesn't seem like they made too many changes in general, and a lot of them are focused on PvP talents. Mm -hmm. No, I would agree with that. What I will say is that 8.1 was
0: supposed to be their big class redesign patch, and the big important ones didn't happen.
1: So, Hmm. yeah. Okay. Good job, Blizzard. (laughs) I think that about wraps up. Chris, are you looking forward to 815 or is it too little too late?
0: I'm looking forward to 815 for the introduction of the um, Allied Races, the return of one of my favorite bits of content, the Brawler's Guild, um, as well as a little bit of uh, quality of life and streamlining with the Portal Room. What I'm more looking forward to is the redesign to the uh, art of, to the heart of Azeroth that's coming in 8.2? That is the right. So the way I describe this to my friends who aren't playing WoW well currently, if you're playing WoW well currently and you're enjoying it, then this patch is fine. You're going to continue to enjoy the game. If you quit WoW well because it wasn't really doing anything great, 8.1 and 8.15 are not the patches for you to come back at. You need to wait for 8.2, because that's when the vast majority of the big changes are coming that will draw you back in.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. Like this patch, I'm not gonna be using the new allied races. I'm not gonna be doing brawler skilled. I might use the tools for the trade So and the portal room. So like, yeah, there's really nothing ga- groundbreaking. Oh and Hattie. Um, I'm excited for Hattie.
0: Match. I need to I need to live. I have two I have a hunter on US and a hunter on Europe. I need to cap them out. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have fun with Hattie. But yeah, there's <laughs> nothing super groundbreaking here. Um Yeah, I feel bad because I know that there are people who are waiting to come back to the game and they skipped 8-1, which I think there were some new things, but still not too many. So yeah, I agree. It's it's not going to be until 8.2 um mm. that we're really going to see some of those major changes and hopefully bring back some more players who left.
0: What I've always said about gaming and what I will continue to say about gaming. If something doesn't interest you, there is no point in playing it to the point where you fucking hate it. Take a break. Come back when it seems come back when you look it looks like it's going to interest you again. Now, I'm giving I'm giving my opinion here for you guys. If you're not enjoying WoW, stop playing. Come back later at 8.2 when there is a lot of good changes that are coming. Because right now the game is not the product we are used to from Blizzard. The 8.2 is looking to fix that. But if you're not enjoying the game now, don't waste your time on it. Because you're just going to end up hating the game even more. Yep. And that's advice time with Chris.
1: Ah, uh, thank you. I feel advised. Yay! <laughs> do that or don't do that, Chris. Do you have one?
0: Uh, essentially, what I just said was a was a do that. If you're not enjoying Wow, just take a break. Don't It'll do be... that. Don't Wow. If no, seriously, it's a great thing See, on the Wow like, podcast. Do that if. Doesn't matter if you're a WoW podcast, if you're a Final Fantasy XIV podcast, whatever kind of a podcast you are, if you are encouraging people to burn themselves out and hate the game, you are a bad person.
1: If you <laughs> that, love, that's always been our uh, plan here on Azeroth's <laughs> Coast Coast. Uh, burn yourself <laughs> out and hate WoW.
0: If you, if you are someone who loves the it loves WoW at its core, but in its current iteration, you fucking hate WoW. Stop playing. Take a break, yeah. take a chill, go play some Final Fantasy XIV, go play some Star Trek Online, go play, go play what, some
1: Path of Exile. Go
0: outside and smell a flower. <laughs> um, <laughs> just don't play it well because you will hate the game even more. Take a break, take a chill, come back when the game excites you again because you will you will hate it more and more and more the more you play it. So don't do that to yeah. yourself. And don't do that to something that you love. Won't smell a fucking flower.
1: Um, and my don't do that is actually a do that. And it's basically if you're sick, make sure that you tell people that you're sick and potentially avoid them if you can, because
0: you got everyone no one sick, likes to get you?
1: other people sick.
0: You got everyone um, sick, didn't you?
1: No, I haven't. No, I've been in my apartment this whole time. Uh, but I am leaving today, and I don't feel like I am 100% Yeah, but you'll be past the contagious yet. part. I hope so. Was that a stomach bug? No, it was a cold.
0: Yeah, you're past the contagious part after 48 hours. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, then, um, even just don't get other people sick, goddammit. Stay home from work. Do what you're supposed to do sit in your bed get better play some video games watch a movie catch up on netflix just enjoy the time that's all
0: well that's our show folks um you can talk to us during the week uh you can find us on twitter the show is at azeroth ctc kevin is at swing cat with a k i am at akari underscore mag and gavril is at gavril underscore et that's with two i's one l uh, send emails to feedback at azerothctc.com you can find links to today's show uh, on our website which is azerothctc.com Share us a review on Soundcloud, Stitcher, iTunes all those good things we love to hear from you guys uh, we got a lot of really great feedback um, and some comments on what we were talking about this week and I, well last time and it's great. it's great to have that engagement we love to go through it with you guys so please send us stuff and with that <laughs> Say
1: bye-bye, Kevin. Bye-bye.